Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Extra Tomorrows podcast. Today's guest is Bailey Kowalsik. She's a runner and coach out of Colorful Colorado. This year, she's had wins at Gorge Waterfalls 30K, uh, second at the USA Track and Field Trail Marathon National Championships at Breakneck Point, first for the second year in a row at the Rut 28K, second at the Kodiak 50K, and most recently first at the Half Marathon Trail National Championships in Moab, Utah. You can find out more about her and her coaching at baileykowalsik.com. Now enjoy this conversation with Bailey Kowalsik. Bailey Kowalsik, welcome to the Extra Tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super, super stoked to talk to you today. Awesome, awesome. I uh, most recently I saw that you uh, you went down and to Utah and did a half marathon championships down there. Yes, congratulations. Spicy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Was uh, the people there? Uh, what was that? What was that experience like? The people you were racing against. Um, because it's not something you hear about usually, like the uh, the marathon, the trail marathon championships and the half marathon championships. I don't usually hear about these things until after they happen. And I'm, so I'm like, you know, I wonder who shows up to them, you know? So what's the mm-hmm. field like there? Yeah, I think, I think you, the, the U.S. circuit, the USATF circuit could, we could do a better job of like, you know, promoting it and and making it a bigger deal because these fields are stacked at the end of the day. I ran, I ran the marathon champs and the half marathon champs this year, which I don't usually have the opportunity to do. Um, and so I was really excited to do that, but it was a very like low profile race as far as media surrounding it, going into it, but the field was super deep and that both surprised me and excited me. And it was really fun to get out there and race some fast girls that I'm not used to racing. It's, I think it's mostly, you know, people just entering the trail world or people that race a lot in the U S and don't race as much internationally, but there's also like, you have like the Andy Wackers of the world that are there who race pretty much every single race I race. And, um, Stevie Kramer was there who is another big name, anime Flynn. So there's a lot of people that, you know, I think that it could just be better publicized because it's so, it's such a competitive field still. Well, yeah. And I guess, well, if Andy Wacker's running it and he's doing the media behind ATRA, then like, uh, shouldn't he be a part of the solution here? (laughs) Or is it, he's too busy running the, I love Andy. I love Andy. And I think he's, I think he's, that's what he's trying to do is, is he's working on that. And that's in the works is trying to get more attention, um, more, more of these races noticed because Mm. it was a super fun experience. And I, I want more people to know about these races because I, you know, I didn't even know that they really existed before. And and it's been fun to explore that side of things this year. Yeah. I was speaking with Adam Peterman and he went and did that marathon and, uh, before, and he was like, he won it. And then he was like, waiting for, you know, the laurels to fall from the sky and for, you know, people to fawn over him or that wasn't exactly what he said, but, you know, he thought it was a big, big deal. But then when he finished, it was like, you know, it didn't seem like as big of a deal as he thought it was. Cause he was like, well, look, we just did this thing It's the national championships, you know, like when you win the Super Bowl, it's kind of a big deal, you know, 
So yeah, uh, yeah I, was, I wondered about that. Yeah, I, I was just talking to someone about that, and it's interesting because they were like, "Has it sunk in that you're the national champion?" and and that feels so <laughs> weird because it didn't. It felt actually more like chill than most races that I've done, and you know, just comparing to like the Golden Trail series of the world, and I. I think that's almost because there's so many circuits in the trail world. There's so many series. You have Skyrunner, you have Cirque, you have Golden Trail, USATF, UTMB. Like there's so many series that it almost dilutes some of them and, and kind of pushes them under the rug. And so the, the title doesn't mean as much. I mean, I'm stoked about it and I think it's awesome, but I definitely think that we I could do should be. of promoting that. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah I I've kind of uh, I think you know right now just for some context for the listeners we're in the middle of Whamgate, you know uh, there's this big thing where you know there's this kind of rebellion against UTMB right now where I think some people were kind of like I feel yucky about UTMB and I don't know why, and then this whole thing fell out with Gary Robbins and people are like aha that's what it is, and so uh, th- th- right now the doors open. For people to kind of like, you know, the, 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 I don't know, it's like the field is plowed and like seeds could just fall. And then we'd be like, well, we're going to make our own World Series. Uh, and we're not going to France in the summer, you know, and that sort of thing. Uh, so I, I thinking about that, I was like, huh, maybe if, you know, you piece together the rut and, you know, now Jamil has races in the Northeast and in Colorado and in Arizona going on all the time in Arizona. And then I was like, oh, you just put a few more on this and we got, you know, our own, you know, American series. And I was like, huh, I guess Cirque is trying to do that. And I think Under Armour was doing something like that too. I don't know if they still are. There was also the uh, Xterra had something like that too. But Yeah, I forgot about that series. There's so many series out there. It's wild. Well, and then there was the Skyrunner North American one that, you know, I think Ian Sharman was involved in and all that. And I think that's kind of fallen off for people that are above 18 or something. Like, I think it still happens maybe for younger folks, which is great, you know, for them. I think that's a very important on-ramp so that people can, uh, you know, you've spoken in the past about issues in the college level kind of running and to have other options I think is amazing. Cause it's like, maybe it'd be easier to skip this whole uh, poop show rather than try to reform it. So yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. That was a lot. It's tough. There's a lot of, no, I, I agree. There's a lot of series and circuits and obviously there's a lot of politics with them, you know, especially with everything that's happening with UTMB. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. And there's, there's, so many umbrellas and people that own this and people that own that. So it's, it's definitely tough. And I think it's, you know, building a race schedule is hard. And I talk to my athletes about this all the time. And and I try to give, you know, the most unbiased, but well-researched point of view that I can, because at the end of the day, I want them to be choosing exciting things, but I also want to be supporting quality, good events. So it's, it's tough. It's really tough. It's an interesting time in trail running. I think, I would say it's kind of a pivotal time and, you know, which direction the sport goes. Can you say more about that? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, it's so interesting because there's this, you know, most 
trail running is interesting because it feels very authentic. It's very, you know, rooted in these, in, in almost like history. Like I, I think of Zigama and hard rock and Western and all of these races that have been around for a really long time and Sears and all, and they, you know, they have their like key things that people know them by. Um, and, and it's kind of like, it still has that grassroots feel like the rut, for example, like it still feels so small town, even though it's become such a big event, but then there's also like more the like corporate side of the sport, which is like the UTMBs of the world, the golden trails of the world, where it's like very flashy and very, you know, it's very, um, there's a lot of media involved. And, and so it's just this kind of dichotomy right now. And, and not necessarily that the sport has to take one of the two avenues, but it is interesting because you see a lot of athletes, you know, kind of trying to choose a little bit. And um, I like to think that I've found a balance. I, I really want to throw myself into the deep end with as much competition as I can, but also support the events like the rut that, you know, like I care about the race directors. I care about the company and, and the race itself. And um, not saying that I don't care about the races that I'm doing that are a bit more corporate for lack of a better phrase. It's just, you know, you feel really good when you're supporting friends and local races. And so I try to find a balance there with, you know, competition, but also just finding races that I'm passionate about supporting. Yeah, it's it, I, I agree with you. It does seem like we're kind of it's kind of forced. I feel like there's like it's it's really ripe. It's getting ripe for doing for going in different directions. So, like, for instance, you know, Walmsley, after he won UTMB, big deal. He won UTMB, first American male. And he's like, you know, he's just like starts throwing shade immediately. He's like, well, I would like to go to a race where they actually, you know, maybe support the athletes and, you know, um, yeah, things like that. And then Killian previously had kind of think through a little side, side eye on like the whole Dacia thing, you know, um, you'd seen this sort of thing where it's like the top people in the sport are like, is this what we're doing here, folks? Can we, can we go meet somewhere else and race? Like, can we all just all, and that's something Walmsley said too, is like, it'd be great if we could just get all the best people together and go race somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. It's, I've never, you know, I've never been, I've never raced a UTMB, like an actual UTMB week race. So it is interesting to see all the different athletes' point of views. And, you know, I'm sure over time I'll develop my own opinions there. Right now I'm just kind of trying to take it all in because, you know, it's this is all pretty fresh. Like everything that all of this information that's coming, right. I'm like, wow, that person has this to say and that person has that to say. So I am, you know, I'm pretty green in that area, but it is right. interesting for sure. Yeah, you're green, but you also, you know, I mean, you have experience that most people do not have like competing in, you know, golden trail. That's a, I would say, you know, from the outside of a very successful, it's got a lot of successful things about it. Like, um, you know, that you win, you get to go to the next, you know, they pay your way to the next races or whatever. So it's like the fastest people get to go, which, you know, in the USA, what is it? The 24 hour championships, you know, this has kind of been the thing recently where one of the athletes is like, cool, I'm the best in the world, but I can't afford to go. Um, and so golden trail does the opposite of that. It's like, Hey, if you're fast enough, then come on, get in the van, let's go. And then, um, 
and then they have really good coverage, you know, and, and they, they make the fun stories like they, you know, like going to, uh, what's that park in California they went to this year before? Yosemite. This yeah, year. I went running in the Yosemite and took, you know, great photos and videos and had fun and whatever. So yeah, yeah they, they do, do a lot of great things there. I have nothing, you know, my experience with Golden Trail has been nothing but positive, which is great. My experience with UTMB is very, very small. I've run one race and it was actually a really small race, so it didn't feel very UTMB-y. Um, mm-hmm. But Golden Trail, yeah, Golden Trail is awesome. And I do think that they're elevating the sport in a way that brings awareness and brings, you know, people from the, I I think, especially since it's sub ultra from that like NCAA or post NCAA world into, you know, what I would consider a more fun world of running, Mm -hmm. but that's up to interpretation. Yeah. And I think it's a great, something like that would be a great on-ramp for American youth too, like, do they all have to go into football and, you know, track and field and stuff? Because, you know, I think you had a, a not so great experience at Clemson, but that, that happens everywhere. I mean, there are people who have had that same experience in, in, you know, the interior West as well. And uh, it's some of the biggest programs there. So it's not a unique thing. And so it's just like, I'm like, well, gosh, can we just skip all this, you know? I mean, can't these people just go to school and and race or something, but not have to do it at the school? Because it's obviously some sort of culture thing. If every if it's very common, I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I do think that there is a lot that's rooted in the culture that's not super healthy. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people that did have a good NCAA experience, and that's great. Like I, you know, I I think that's awesome. But I also know a lot of people that didn't. And, you know, it'd be cool someday to see trail running clubs in college or trail running teams, like some sort of opportunity that's not just, you know, running on the track, running on the road, just this, you know, streamlined, like this is what you do after you run in high school, because a lot of people would love to explore other areas of running but it's just not an opportunity that's given to them until you know their 20s or so yeah you get someone who keeps getting injured on the track and say all right you're on the vk team for a while come on get out of here yeah that'd be so <laughs> fun that'd be, i mean you know i know plenty of people that would thrive in that situation i also know plenty of people that would absolutely hate their lives but it's if someone gave me that opportunity in college i would just have my life would have taken a different trajectory at that point, but that's okay. Yeah. So before you did the, um, uh, earlier this year, I saw that you went out there and kicked everybody's tail at the rut um, again. So this is your third time going out there. And I know this year they didn't go all the way to the top of bone crusher, uh, and, but you've gotten faster every time you ran that race. And, um, and it, it is no kind of easy. I've done most of the events there and, uh, or attempted most of the events there, (laughs) but, uh, what, uh, one, what keeps you going back to that race? And then, uh, two, um, why would you, why would you say that you, uh, succeed at that race? Yeah, I absolutely love the rut. This is like my shout out to the rut because it is I would say it is my favorite U S race that exists. Um, and 
you know, it's just so special to me. So there's a lot of reasons why I keep going back, why I love it. Um, you know, I think the first reason, well, I think it's kind of a combination of all of these, but one is that I just love the course. I love technical, steep climbs and descents. Um, it's fun for me. I feel like I thrive, but there's also some runnable stuff at the bottom. And I know I still have speed in my legs, so it's kind of nice to be able to combine my skill sets. And, and it's, I just feel like, you know, the first time I went there, I knew that there was a lot that I could improve on. And so there's, there's always something on that course and I'm like, next year, I'm going to come back and I'm going to fix that part of it. Um, so it's, you know, I think the terrain, it just suits me really well. I love, I think the technicality is a big thing. And I just, I know that I can separate myself from pretty solid fields of women when there's that level of technicality. So that's always exciting. But then the other exciting part is just what they've done, what Mike foot and um, his team have done with this race in general. Like it's grown substantially over the past, like let's say three to five years, but it still has this amazing like Montana feel about it. It's very hometowny. It's it's very quirky. It's down to earth. It's, you know, they still pay in dollar bills and give you an elk shirt at the end of the race. <laughs> Do tattoos at the finish line. Like it's really just such a fun event that like, no matter whether you do, you know, if I win, if I get whatever place I get, I know I'm going to be happy there because I enjoy the course. I enjoy the people. I enjoy the vibes. And that's been super, super important to me. So it's been one that I've really tried hard to fit in my schedule every year. I'm not entirely sure I'm going to fit it for 2024, but I always surprise myself. So um, we will see, but that's definitely one that I try to push anyone that can at least handle a little bit of exposure. I, I push them to do that race at least once because it's just so special to me. So what happens when UTMB pushes that one out, shuts that race down? I'm just kidding. I'm just messing. Oh, I was like, um, <laughs> would go for that. I, well, actually, I don't know how any of these politics work, so I'm not entirely right, right. sure. But yeah. that would be really horribly sad. So then, then oh, we'd go. We'd have to go. We'd it'd be. We'd declare war on France at that point. I, yeah, um, I go up with all of my armor and. <laughs> But no, that's such a special race. And for all the people that are able to get there, I know it's been really hard to get into the race now because it's been such a big deal. But if you can get into that race, show up and have fun because it's a it's really an amazing weekend. Yeah, here's a little hack, y'all. I don't know if you know this, but uh, towards the beginning of the year here in town, uh, we have a, like a local sign up. So come to Missoula at the beginning, you know, the dead of winter and you can probably get in. <laughs> wow. That's actually a really good hookup. So I hope some people use that because that's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you something specific about that course for myself. Uh, the, uh, the dinner plates, how do you run on those things? What do you do there? You know, when you're coming off a bone crusher, you know, you can peek out and then it's like, then it's dinner plates and you're like nowhere where you step. Does it work? How's that, that work? Exactly how I've always described that part too. dinner plates. Like it literally sounds like you're running on dinner plates. You know, I, I kind of have to shut my brain off, which sounds silly, but it's kind of like a, it's a little bit of a dance. Like you're not really, you can't get into a running flow. You're not really 
you're not walking, but it's kind of like, you're kind of like tiptoeing along the dinner plates, but as fast as you can possibly tiptoe. So imagine those like soccer players that do the ladder drills. It's kind of like that, but on dinner plates and like the least amount of time that you can stay in contact with them, the better. So it's like, I'll like step on one and it'll flip, but I'll be off of it by the time that it flips. So it's kind of this like dance right. and you either get it right or you don't and you face plant so i've definitely caught a dinner plate <laughs> to my ankle before and it's really unpleasant oh. but oh man yeah oh yeah well luckily after the dinner plates it's ball bearings so you know like whatever yes. get a little bit of everything <laughs> yeah it's it's quite the course it's got literally everything i think my biggest goal the last few years has been to run there's like a thousand foot climb at the end like literally the last three miles there's a thousand foot climb which is just ruthless and the first two years that I ran it I absolutely like blew up on that climb and I was basically walking backwards um this year was the first year that I was actually able to like charge up it and I think I ran it like faster than every guy too, which made me really excited because I feel like that was a sticking point for me for so long. And and so that was kind of the win of this year was that I was able to run. It's called Andesite, as you know, but I was able to like really charge it. And so um, there's just so many pieces of the, of the rut that you can kind of work on, but yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's a, that's a tough one to crack. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super. I just love it. It's so fun. The uh, you've also done. You also did the. Now I remember before. I guess you were talking to Jonathan Levitt maybe earlier. Was it earlier this year? And you were like, you know, I'm really. Wait, wait, no, no. It was the year last year when you were talking to Dylan Bowman, and you said, you know, I'm not. I'm going to hang back on these ultras right now. I'm just going to go sub ultra. But then you went to Kodiak, did the 50k, right? Yeah. I and, did. Then, and then now and now and now you're signed up for the big alta um yes. put on by uh, uh, free trail and daybreak so what's going on well they seem like faster 50k so i'm still under my my five hour my five hour mark because you know breakneck marathon which was the marathon champs this year took me longer than the 50k at kodiak and i kind of figured that would be the case so I'm going off of time a little bit, but there is a little bit of a like, oh, I do see myself. I don't see myself going over a 50K though for a while. I'm pretty happy. I mean, outside of if I were to run OCC, which is like 55K, that's kind of, that's my ceiling right now. I'm happy. I, I mean, honestly, I think my sweet spot is like three to four hours right now. But so these 50Ks are definitely testing that a bit. Um, but I'm still happy in the primarily sub ultra space. 50K is kind of like a weird distance for me, but I, yeah, I'm still very, I still stay true to my mostly, mostly sub ultra. Yeah. Yeah, And there's tons of value too in like racing over your distance that is like your core distance. So that when you come back to say 28K, you're like, It's only 28K, whatever, you know, I can make so many mistakes and still be all right. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with the, so you have the, 
that um, the big Alta is in February, I believe. How are you going to train for that through the Colorado winter? I don't know what it was like for y'all. I mean, it seemed like most of the interior West had a, had a, um, you know, a testing winter last year where it was just like, oh my goodness, still. Um, I don't know how it is. For, I know in Boulder it can be a little less, you know, snowy and maybe a little more sunny, but um, maybe I'll have some of that. But uh, what, what does that look like for you, like training through December and January? Yeah, I um, I don't love the winter. It's tough. I, you know, end up training for some big mountain things in, in March, like really all year. And so it's hard. It's really hard to start um, just to begin with. I would say that I do as much as I can. Usually I can stay on the trails until Christmas time. And then it gets a little bit dicey from there. I typically do like two to four weeks, a two to four week training camp in February time um, in Northern California, ironically, which is why the Big Alta is kind of fit in that. Um, and that kind of breaks up the winter. But while I'm in Boulder, you know, so many, the cool thing here is that when it snows, so many people run and almost create like this kind of, I, I want to call it like a luge. And so you can basically still run on a lot of the trails. You can still get pretty good vert. Um, and then also I finesse my speed during the winter. So I'm really working on speed development and there's some like two hour long road canyon climbs that you can do that I'll do a lot of. But the problem with those is that you're not getting the downhill stimulus because I'm not willing to run down a pavement road for 10 miles, 11 miles. Um, but yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky for sure. It just, and I'm kind, I'm kind of vague because in Boulder, the weather is just so unpredictable. You know, some, some weeks you can run on any trail and be just fine. And a lot of them are dry and, and great. Some weeks you're confined to the roads. And so it's just a little bit of a flexibility game. You know, I, I just, roll with the punches. And if I'm not getting as much vert as I want, that's when I consider like, okay, well maybe I'll do my training camp a little bit earlier or something like that. Um, a lot of big mountains are pretty drivable and dry in the winter. So, um, I've gone to Santa Fe before. Um, hmm. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I had a little, I had a real tough time. I think a lot of people here had a tough time. It was just like, Cause you can always run. It's just, you might be running with, you have to wear, I wore down one, at least one pair of spikes. You know what I mean? Running spikes where I was just like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I've been running in these things so much that I was like, Oh, I should sharpen them. I was like, Oh, they're all gone. Like I've been running that much in these, in these things. I was like, Oh my gosh, I had to buy a new pair. Cause there's a race here in town where you run up and up and down a mountain and it's required that you have spikes on the whole time and buy a new pair. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll just sharpen these up. And I was like, Oh, they're gone. Uh, but then, you know, once it came May and then early June and it was still like snowing and stuff, I was like, oh, I was like, it's old. It's like, this is just insulting universe. And I'm, you know, I am all for snow <laughs> and the environment and things not changing in a bad way. But I'm also really weak with the winter. So, you know, I, I could definitely live without it. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> Yeah. It's just, it gets comical. Like I was, you know, usually I'm like, Oh, stop feeling so sorry for yourself. But I was like, would go outside and basically be mad at the sky, you know? And so. It's like I, anger. 
I was like, I'm going to try this year. I'm going to be like, okay, you got a lot of strength last year. Let's, let's make it through. Let's make it through. So. Yeah. I always go in with a meditative mindset. I'm like, I can do this. It's just weather. It happens every year. It's cyclical. And then it snows like more than one day in a row. And I'm like, I can't do this. I'm done. This is stupid. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough. That's it. Um, but I, I do my best and I still get solid training stimulus and, um, I do a lot of strength as well. So that is really, really important. I do a lot of dynamic strength in the winter. Um, we do a lot of like higher impact stuff where we're kind of doing like jumps and depth drops and making sure that my body is still primed for the stimulus that you get with running downhill. So that, you know, outside of just running, that is a piece that's, I think, helped a lot with just being able to handle vert and not getting injured. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of work in the gym too. Yeah, you're, you're real tough. I mean, I have heard of people running themselves into a stress fracture, but I don't think I've ever heard anybody running themselves into actually breaking their, uh, what's it called? The, the thing down oh, man, the bottom. Oh man, you think about that, the sacrum. <laughs> The sacrum, yeah. I mean, like, I I was I was looking this up because uh, Zach Better talks about this too. That's the only injury he's had is a sacrum fracture twice, but I couldn't remember what it was. And I guess he was on Joe Rogan at some point, and so I was like, I typed up Zach Better injury, and uh, the clip that comes up is like ultra runner broke his ass, and I was like, oh come on, guys, this is like his legacy that you're gonna have like out here, but oh. um. Yeah, so I was trying not to say that. It shouldn't be, but it's a weirdly common fracture for runners. Um, and I'd say mostly runners that are not fueling appropriately. Um, it can, because it's a lot of times it's linked to bone density. But yeah, that did happen. And it was really painful and unfortunate and the way that it happened was so traumatic but that was my first trail race actually and i'm still here so i guess it wasn't that yeah (laughs) well and i guess too you know yeah you i think from that same race you ended up with a bunch of stitches because you had fallen you were falling yeah i think uh, but still 30 stitches something like that because it hit my nerve so like everything in your pelvis is so connected so it hit my nerve my leg kept giving out and i thought that i'm like wow this is what happens when you run downhill you just fall (laughs) no it was super unfortunate and my knee is still like not shaped right from that but luckily Mm. i don't have any issues after that yeah, I mean that's that's pretty tough, is what I'm saying. So you always have that to fall back on, like when you're like, I don't know, things that you've overcome. Yeah. You have so much, you know. When you've overcome so much. You can. You always got that in your back pocket, like you know, like all those kudos in Zwift. You're yes. like, look at this. Look at, all, look at all these things. I've been through it, man. This all cramps. Who cares? You know. Yeah. You know, I try to reason my way through races like that well remember how bad that was this isn't that bad you need to chill um so it's definitely like it's not something that i would ever ever hope to go through again but it is um something that happened and and i know you know i know what i've been through yeah yeah that's it's tough with the you know i guess you seem like pretty sure that it's a bone density thing i talked to an athlete you know 
to Adam Peterman the other day and he was like, he was, he was like, I think it was a nutrition thing. He was like, so I'm just going to try to eat more this year. And he was like, worst case scenario. He was like, I, you know, gained 10 pounds. He was like, and there's nothing wrong with that. He was like, um, you know, so even if I'm getting this wrong, like I'll still just be supporting my, his, his efforts. But it's like, when you don't know, it's like, it's tough to be like, this is definitely what I should be doing. And that, and yeah. not be worried that you're missing something else that you should be addressing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, for me, it was nutrition causing bone density issues. So it's, it's a very similar thing. I had this conversation with Adam at the rut, actually. It's a very similar thing where it was like, okay, I really need to address my nutrition. And that is, you know, that's going to help me a lot, but it is, it's scary because it's like, well, how do I avoid this happening again? Um, and that's, you know, that's where like, for me, strength has been really, really important and fueling during, you know, I'm outside of running, obviously, but fueling during running has been pivotal for me, just like long runs and supporting that with fuel. And that just is not something that you do obviously on the track. And so I was never, it was never ingrained mm -hmm. that you're supposed to eat and exercise at the same time. So, um, that's been something that I feel like has become more of a superpower to me than like a limiting factor. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I struggle with this because I'm, I'm, I, you know, I want to lose weight as I run to maintain a healthy body fat percentage, but then I'm also like, well, I don't want to stop running. So it's like, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to dip too deep and in running culture, at least in American kind of thought leaders in running, they're usually like, don't you dare ever try to lose an ounce or you'll die. And then I'm like, I don't know. But if you go into weightlifting culture and they're like, bro, you're fine. As long as you're above this percentage, you're good for a while. Go for it. You know, and if you don't feel good, stop doing it. And uh, so it's, you know, it's very different. And same with registered dietitians. They're like, don't ever try to lose weight ever. You'll die. And then I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. yeah so no. it's a, it's a, it's a yeah. tough one because you can't see inside, I, you know? It's really tough. And I think, you know, the running culture is so different than the American culture. Like there's two, like America, there is, you know, the running culture. Yep. There's a lot of under eating. There's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of bone density issues, but the American culture, there's a lot of obesity. There's a lot of diabetes. There's a lot right. of heart disease. And it's like, you know, there's gray zone in between too. And I, you know, I right. coach athletes that are interested in you know, being at a healthy weight, losing a little bit of weight so that they can support a healthy lifestyle. And that's okay too, as long as you're doing it in a healthy way. Um, you mm -hmm. know, my personal experience is not that I need to lose weight. It's been kind of the opposite in the past, but I also mm -hmm. respect that's not everyone's journey. And so it, I, I think this is something that like, doesn't need to be black and white and you know, it's okay yeah. that people run to lose weight, but it's also okay that people run and eat a crap ton like i think it's just this weird like it's just not clear like it's not black and white. it's really tough and it's people are really averse to taking a stance i guess is what i'm saying in running mm -hmm. and it's difficult because like i mean i'm running a lot for me you know i'm running a lot for everybody it's i'm running a lot and it's uh so i still have to eat a lot and so then i'm like well, i don't want to go under too much because i still want to be able to you know get the benefits of my workouts. I want to get faster. I'm old. I want to get faster and I want to beat these punks, you know, beat all these underachievers. And then, uh, but, I'll, but also don't want to like 
whoops, now I'm, you know, injured or sick or whatever, because I'm not fueling enough. So it's, it's really difficult. And it's just, you know, I guess that's part of the, it's part of the journey with running is that you're always like kind of trying to barely fine tune it, but not too much. And with everything, you know, or with a lot of things. Um, there's a lot yeah. of, anyway. I think there's a lot of question marks in the running world. It's like, okay, what do we do here? You know, I think there's a lot of science still coming out. So it's, it's cool to be mm-hmm. part of that science, but at the same time, it's like, okay, we're kind of throwing shots in the dark with a lot of this and just hoping that it sticks. But yeah. 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 It's because, you know, when you, I said, I mentioned the gym bros, cause those guys are, you know, at their mo- they have th- some very extreme things in their culture, which is like taking illegal drugs and these sorts of things where they're just taking like superhuman doses of testosterone. So for them to say, go into a 200 calorie deficit, they're not scared of that. They're like, oh, that all, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah. In yourself full of hormones that will, yeah, that's, that's a whole different, I yeah, mean, kill you. we're doing bad things in the running world too, but that is like, that's, yeah, that's like a lot of biological things. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. Usually the over exercising that we're doing is not going to kill you at 50. Whereas, you know, circumstances have shown that, you know, these sorts of huge doses of testosterone and whatever is not, not great for longevity. I, not great for getting that social security check. I would believe that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, are you, are you still, I know you kind of talked about, uh, wanting to do mountain and trail running and then also kind of stick around the, like kind of the track and road. Is that, is that still a, a, a goal that you're going after? Like kind of that, the competitive road and track and that sort of thing, or is it, uh, or no? That's a great question. Um, right now trail is taking the front seat. Um, I don't think I will be racing on the track again. However, I really do. I am intrigued by running a road marathon and a road half and a 15K. Like, I still am intrigued by running fast on the roads. I don't think the track is a space that excites me that much to race on anymore. Um, But the roads still do, you know, whether that's next year, year after I was supposed to run Houston half this year, but then I got sick and that was unfortunate, but I do plan to do that. And it's, you know, it makes winter fun too. When I, when I plan for a little bit of a road season, because then there's not as much pressure to try to find clear trails and all the roads are always clear in Boulder. So it's super easy to train fast and Mm. easy stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think my main focus is trail. Right, I mean, I know my main focus is trail right now, but I do hope to to come back to some road stuff in the in the next few years. Well, you know, I think this, uh, you know, the JFK that kind of fits in your six hour, you know, window, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, my thing is like if I if I run fast enough, I can just keep extending the distance a little bit, but I'll still be under my under my five hours. Right. Um, you know, I'm like, okay, well, OCC, technically it's over five hours, but does it need to be? I don't know. We can (laughs) try that. Um, but yeah, no, JFK does fit. I don't, I actually don't know much about that race. That's 50 miles seems like a very, very long time. Um, so I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. not super interested in that yet, but I really, 
in a perfect world, I was going to do a CIM this year and try to get the Olympic trials qualifying time, just because that's something exciting and random. But, um, my year took a different turn. So I did not, and that's okay. But eventually I would like to do that. And now I have four more years to do it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it spared you uh, this uh, noon start in Florida. So I'm, yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of people are not happy about that. And I get it. I mean, the actual Olympic standard times are pretty darn fast. And we don't have that many American men under it, I feel like. So it's kind of concerning to have them trying to hit a crazy time at noon in Florida. But um, so I can yeah. see the uproar. But yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to see people do more of this. I don't know if you saw this McCurdy marathon that folks did, the micro marathon or whatever. Uh, yeah, it was actually, um, Andy Wacker actually told me about it and told me I should do it. It's a, it's a really cool idea. Like it's it's super helpful for people that are kind of going for this similar goal. Yeah, it's like, hey, we want you to run under this speed, then why don't we make a race that, you know, why, why don't we just set you up for success is basically, you know, that makes sense to me. Whereas like so many job interviews, especially I do programming, like the job interviews and programming, it was like, no, we're going to make you as uncomfortable as possible. You're going to write on a whiteboard and draw pictures and talk about how you would do things with elephants and the size of the Empire State Building or whatever. And you're like, what? Like, is this, is this what my job's going to be like? And they're like, no, but this is how you get in. And same with the the marathons. It's like if you're um if you're a person who doesn't have, you know, sponsor support and all this stuff, then you don't get to do the elite stuff like have a bottle bottle service or whatever, which uh I heard that it's really against the eight USA track and field rules anyways, is having this like your own bottles, but whatever. People do this. Um, but it's so it's nice that someone put it together, this coach or whatever, and was like, Hey, if you got, if you got it, if you got the speed and you can do it, you know, prove it to me and then you can come on, come on down. And then it's like, and then it's like, everyone is working towards the same goal and you're all kind of competing with each other sort of, you know, and that's more of like a trail ethos. So I'm just like, ah, I like this, this feels good as opposed to like, uh, usually in the road world and tri world, it's more like you know we are individual peacocks and get out of my way kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, that was that was really kind of heartwarming and a neat idea. I'd like to see more people thinking creatively like that. Yeah, it's cool because it brings in a level of community that sometimes you don't feel in these hyper hyper competitive arenas and and I mean trail is hyper competitive but they've got the community part down and so I think that's the part that you don't feel as much on the road and and it's it's really cool to kind of bring that piece into it and I, I do hope that they continue to do things like that it seemed to get a pretty good turnout this year so hopefully for the next cycle they do it again um yeah it's it's a really cool idea yeah like yeah well we got three years three years or whatever to do it again, I guess. Yeah. Um, time to plan. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Who, who is your favorite runner? Who do you look up to the most as like someone who's just like, Oh man, what a badass. Um, is it okay if I say someone I know? Yeah. Say whoever you want. Okay. Abby Hall 
for sure. I think, um, I don't know if you've spoken to her, but Abby Hall is, she's a friend of mine, but she's also an amazing human with an amazing voice and she's super talented. Um, but she, you know, I would have said this a year ago about her, but she, so she's gone through an injury over this last, like maybe six to nine months. And I almost feel like she's just solidified her place in this community by showing that she's human too. And, and I mean, she's always showed that she's human, but this is just like her honesty and her realness and her ability to kind of put words to what so many people are feeling is just inspiring, but she's also just an amazing athlete. So it's across of many distances and, and her workouts are awesome on Strava and she's just an amazing person to hang out with. So I would say, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to talk to her sometime. I, uh, I usually, um, I I'll say, I, well, I, I guess I'm heard, heard about her mostly from like Tom Evans, his build up to Western States and he was staying with them up yeah. there. And, uh, and then, yeah, then she like kind of crewed him on crutches or whatever. And then I guess she was down for Havelina doing some commentary too or whatever. So yeah, I've been seeing her and she's a very likable person. Yeah. Very, very and, uh, I, I saw recently she just posted and she had, I guess she had lost a lot of her muscle mass and then she's got to like her PT or whatever was like, you got to gain some, you got to get some muscle in that thing. And then that's exactly what she did. And then you know, they were like, you got to get it above 60%. And then she got it up to like, whatever, almost 100%. They're like, okay, I guess you can run now. Yeah, it's, you know, it's super cool to see, because as athletes, like we're all driven, we're all goal oriented. And we want, you know, at the end of the day, we want to win. And it's cool to see that athlete mentality shift to, you know, in, in her case, like recovery, it's like, I will win this recovery process. I will get my muscle mass back. I will get my legs back. I will get back out there. And and it's just cool because, you know, obviously these are hard things and these are not fun things to go through, but um, I went through that process and I was a lot more silent through it. And so it's really cool to see her using her platform, using her voice and being able to relate to people in a way that's like, okay, we're all human. Like we all go through these really hard things and it's, it's just cool to see her, you know, start to come out the other side and see that work be worth it. And yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? You just gave me a great idea is that I think that like every time I find one of these people and they've got their, they're kind of going through their story of coming back from injury. It's like people should make like those kind of Rocky montage reels out of this stuff. You know what I mean? With the inspirational music. Cause that's what you want to see. Right. Cause everyone, if you're pushing the edge, like she does, uh, like anybody does, then yeah, sometimes you're going to find that edge, you know what I mean? And then you're going to fall off it. And then you're like, Oh, I got to claw my way back up. And, uh, you know, or maybe you don't, some people don't, they say, oh, I'm just going to stay down here. But, uh, you know, the champs, uh, like her, like you are going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to claw their way back up, you know, to wherever they want to be and be like, you know, standing on top of the steps. And that, yeah, I feel like the, there's just not enough of those clips. We got to put some, some music to them things. I'll give her some feedback. I'll be like, we, this is what the people are requesting from you, Abby. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cause we got enough meme accounts and in, in trial and ultra running. We just need some more, uh, some comeback reels. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sh sharing with me. And I can't wait to see uh, what happens out in the big Alta and everything else you're doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I'm super excited. I have some ginormous goals for 2024 and we shall see what comes of it. <laughs> nice. Well, that's a wrap. Please share this episode if you enjoyed it. And check out baileykowalsik.com and her Instagram at baileykowalsik. I'll leave links in the show notes. And I hope your tomorrow is extra 